Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Tech Events Matter, a series of interviews of mentors and friends of Startup Sesame who all share one thing in common. They attend events as part of their jobs, and some of them attend a lot. Uh, on this new episode of Tech Events Matter, we interview Richard Muirhead, general partner at Fabric Ventures. Uh, Richard was previously, previously a general partner at OpenOcean, the leading European fund focusing on delicious and data-intensive software at Series A. He's also co-founding chairman at Firestarter, a seed investment platform, and an angel investor advisor to CityMapper, Icanu, Radiant Minds, and Pusher. Hi, Richard. How are you doing? Hi, Ben. I'm doing super well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm also doing fantastic. Right now, I'm in Brussels at uh, the Solvay uh, Library, which is a very nice piece of Belgium architecture. Yeah, it looks it looks um, a nice sort of Tuscan yellow or something behind you. Um, I'm I'm today talking to you actually from a, a snug snug number three in um, in this place here in London in what's called the Battleship Building. If you can uh, if you can see that logo, yeah, we can see that. And I saw earlier someone in the back. I. <laughs> I will say hello to, to, to her afterwards. Uh, we're very happy to have you today. And especially one main reason for, for us was to get to know a bit more about Fabric Ventures, uh, which is the new fund that you are uh, launching. Um, can you tell us a bit more what you're doing there? Yeah, sure. So um, the, the short version is that um, we think that uh, this whole uh, development of uh, crypto decentralization, uh, client-to-client architecture for software is a transformational one um, for you know, the infrastructure of the internet and for a whole range of different applications that are going to be built on top of it. And so Fabric is 100% focused on uh, this area um, and focused not just on the great entrepreneurs and technologists who are building projects in this space, but also actually focused on thinking about how venture capital needs to adapt what it does in order to be effective in this new wave. And, you know, we've seen some very significant ups and downs already 
um, in terms of evaluation of cryptocurrency, and it's got started getting you know even the kind of mainstream population pretty excited. But it's our belief that we're actually just a couple of percentage points uh, into this this wave um, if you look at it from a kind of long term uh, perspective. So that's one important thing. The other thing I just want to mention is whilst you know this area is probably kind of new to people and they're probably wondering why is it that crypto and coins and tokens and decentralization uh, um, you know from a, a kind of person on the street perspective is, is interesting um, and it's become sort of suddenly very uh, on vogue to discuss just to discuss the reality from our perspective is that this is what we think of as the fourth age of open source software. Mm-hmm. And that since after the war, people started developing software and, 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 and it became a free movement. Then people developed one model of supporting uh, the development of that software by selling services and support. That's a second age. Uh, and then the tech titans, as we currently know them, use a lot of open source software and occasionally our private data, including our hosts today, in order to deliver their services and build. Um, you know, actually quite phenomenal valuations. And there is a belief that the next phase of open source is going to uh, tap into the possibilities of token sales to fund these open source projects mm-hmm. and build networks of uh, open source software that enable you to, you know, interact and contract with, you know, each other trustlessly, I would know, consent or third party, and use tokens and coins in those networks to incentivize people to solve what is commonly known as the cold start or, or chicken and egg problem when you're trying to build any marketplace or network. And we think those those combinations of characteristics uh, make for a really exciting fourth age of, of open source. It is definitely uh, exciting and I can see it everywhere around us. Like it's literally... Like it looks like even my mom right now is asking me what what it is, uh, what's going on, and uh, and how can we all get in uh, this uh, this uh, frenziness? Uh, and so my next question will be for a fund and for someone like you with your background to get into this space, kind of all in. I understand, and especially with uh, what what you just described right now, what is it? what is exciting for you that you're going for the software side of things. Like you're excited about the companies that are being built and that this movement is the new uh, uh, generation of open source software. But a lot of what is going on also, and that makes the news is basically a lot of, you know, projects coming, you know, a lot of coins, right? A lot of, you know, things happening all around us and people wondering, uh, is it actually a business? What, what's really going on? Like, are they just, you know, trying to raise funds without having built anything, right? Tell us why it's, you know, I mean, you're, why are you still so excited despite of the bad press that some of these, you know, projects have? Sure. Look, so, you know, there are various characteristics of a new wave of, of computing that is exciting to invest in from a venture perspective. And one of the key ones is uh, that you have a, a platform for, for, for what I call kind of open and permissionless experimentation. Um, th- that is an incredible way to tap into the ingenuity and, you know, and perspicacity of, of, of the greatest talent around the world because you just open it up. And, um, but it, it's like you can't make a shortcut to just saying, I just want to 
only have the Vitaliks of the world to come and run their experiments on this platform. That's not how the world works. It's not how nature works. If it's open, you're going to get the full distribution of possible talents and projects and and, and so forth. And some of them will be great talent and a bad project, and some of them will be you know, great talent, you know, great project, but poor execution, but you have to roll with that. And so it's not, uh, uh, it's just typical of a wave at this stage that you're going to see that variety. And I, I think you just, one just has to accept that. And part of the challenge for, you know, a capitalist is to try and sift through those different projects and find the, the uh-huh. ones that are truly, truly exciting. I think a second point related to what you asked is, um, uh, you know, if your mother is asking about this frenzy of opportunity, is that good or is that bad? Um, and not not picking or singling out uh, your mother, of course. But but I, I would put it this way: is that I I actually would like at this point in time, I'd be very happy for the frenzy uh, to die down significantly and for people to um, think this is actually boring and maybe might not work. Um, because I'm absolutely clear that th- there will be incredible transformational projects that come out of this, but it, it, it inherently takes time, mm-hmm. you know, to coin whatever phrase you want. Um, you know, Rome is not built in a day. Um, you know, it can take, on average, a venture capital-backed project can take seven to nine years to really reach an exit. That's not an you know, atypical time frame, And <clears throat> it's, it, and, and therefore, this is unlikely to be much different from that. There are some other differences to it that make it more in a, in a spotlight because tokens get listed very early on exchanges and people give them value because they're tradable, tradable. But, you know, nonetheless, to really deliver transformational projects, it's going to take a while and you have to be patient. So if, you know, you, you are in the per- perfect position to spot those projects early on, could you advise us for just maybe one or two? I mean, I won't blame you if that is a bad financial you know, decision. But if you were, if you were to suggest, you know, for for us to follow a couple of projects right now, which one would it be? Oh, that's a, that's definitely an on the spot um, uh, question. Uh, so so look, we've uh, we've backed a really interesting project called Status S T A T U S dot I M, and those folks um, they believe that in you know in the future that uh, messaging, um, which is a pretty core function for the world, is something that uh, uh, possibly you know is better not owned by an individual you know a company, uh, for example Facebook or maybe or Tencent or or anyone else. But better ultimately delivered as a kind of computing, you know, utility, mm-hmm. a social utility, by the network, um, this decentralized uh, you know, network, um, to the individual users. And so they have set about building that, of running on the Ethereum blockchain, and 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 also not just building messaging, but you know, opening it up to make it possible to build applications, Ethereum-based applications, you know, in that messaging capability, rather like WeChat. And so those guys, uh, you know, went and did a, t- a token sale. They engineered it very specifically to try and get a very broad reach of, of the tokens to ensure there were lots of end users and other stakeholders who could participate. There was several tens of thousands who were involved. And uh, and now they're, you know, are, are real champions of 
the, you know, the platform and the industry and they're, and they're building a great application. And, you know, we'll just have to see how that, that, that pans out. But I think that's an interesting project uh, to watch, definitely. Um, and the talk, I mean, yep. the sales, the, the, the token sales is already done. Can we get a glimpse into something already, we, can, we can get in with you? Uh, <laughs> So um, it's an interesting question. So, uh, and we've actually not quite crossed the bridge on how transparent we're going to be doing, be on what we've done or not done. But let me give the types and examples, some types yeah. of projects okay. that we're doing. So we are um, we are looking to invest at the very earliest stages when there is a team of entrepreneurs and technologists um, who are, um, uh, should we say, uh, just at the level of conceiving what can be built and writing their white paper and might have just set up a company and have not yet even set up the foundation that they might ultimately be responsible for the open source development project. Okay. And, you know, and so we'll work at that very earliest stages with them. And then what we're really, in terms of emphasis, we don't think that we uh, can act like the kind of smartest kids in the room and kind of guess specifically which applications are going to be the right ones to, to target first. Uh, from my own experience as an entrepreneur, you know, you know, in your specific domain, a considerable amount more than the investors you're talking to, and and so the best thing to be is generally prepared, um, but then um, allow the entrepreneurs to come to the table, the best entrepreneurs with the things that are the projects that are interesting, but we definitely do have an emphasis on. Um, enabling capabilities for this new decentralized stack of software development uh, rather than, you know, the applications that are going to be running on top of it. So if somebody wanted to build a decentralized Uber today, which I think is a, possibly an interesting application in the future, um, uh, that we may be early for that and there are some people you know, playing that out. But there are projects we're looking at that help with things like the management and upgradability of smart contracts existing out there on, on, on a given blockchain. That's, that's I think, an interesting area because as soon as you start building applications or new networks that have smart contracts on them and you, want, you need to be able to reliably and without downtime upgrade them as you do everything from fix bugs to you know, roll out new features, that's, that's going to be required as a function. So that would be um, uh, one good example. Um, and then. I think there are other, there are even interesting thoughts about how do you um, provide crowdfunding? How do you direct funds into the right open source projects? How do you do crowdfunding in this new paradigm to, in, in a more effective way? So I think those are the, the, the components we're looking at. We're looking at data marketplaces um, as well. Um, so lots of components of the new infrastructure that's being built. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Uh, quick question. Why did you need a new phone for that? So, I mean, as I kind of mentioned, there was uh, a fantastic continuity for me from the time I started working in the kind of crypto space in 2013 with Firestarter and actually quite a bit with Pantera um, um, on the one hand. And on the other hand, um, uh, my background where I first worked with my brother and building a software company using open source from the mid-90s and actually specifically with Open Ocean, um, Monty's background and having authored MySQL from late 80s and you know, early 90s, um, you know, that came together in a nice way. But, but the reality is that... Um, the open ocean thesis for investment is to focus on uh, uh, projects or companies, rather, that are at the point of scaling yeah. their revenue. Um, uh, whereas these projects are not so much at like early Series A; they're at early seed. Mm-hmm. So that's a mismatch on the thesis. And secondly, um, what we're investing in is actually generally the networks and the software tokens that are integral to the functions of these new scalable decentralized networks, not equity. And Open Ocean's agreement with its uh, limited partners um, is uh, to invest in equity. And so for those two reasons of mismatch, uh, as well as the fact that we think this is such a uh, fast-moving and exciting and intricate area that it demands total attention and immersion, it made sense to create a new vehicle. Got it. Uh, how big is it? Is it, is it public? It's it's not yet. Uh, we have um, we are actually have made investments with some of our close uh, limited partners and ourselves and so forth at this stage, and we're just um, and so we're in business in that sense. Okay. Um, but in terms of the in terms of the, the fund itself, we haven't announced how, how big that that will be. Are you um, looking only at Europe uh, European based companies or or not only? So we're based physically generally in London in Soho, in London, uh, and uh, very happy for people to reach out and, um, uh, and come and visit if they've got an interesting thing they want to talk about. And we, uh, but we do get around to lots of different uh, uh, events. Um, there's Mobile World Congress coming up. There's a venture retreat unplugged. There's a variety of things across Europe. We certainly believe that Berlin, particularly in the decentralized space, has a lot of uh, you know significant projects ongoing, and, and we've been invested in some of them, and they uh, a lot of value to add, and so we have, you know, the London, Berlin, uh, Paris, and beyond sort of sort of tech mega city outlook. But we also um, have the kind of you know, the pan European view, and we think there's a lot of great talent. Um, I, I was uh, worked with Pantera um, closely on the uh, Bitstamp investment um, in 2013, and they obviously those guys are based outside of Ljubljana in Slovenia, and so we think you know there's a lot of possible there's possibilities for people right across Europe. So we're kind of based in London, anchored in Europe, 
Um, but you know, we've also invested in in folks who've come from Australia and New Zealand um, because we think this is, you know, as is appropriate for the decentralized movement. It's a very mm-hmm. distributed and decentralized set of teams. Uh, and I think more than really more than ever in a step change, the talent and the entrepreneurial um, you know, you know, bent or aptitude is is global now. I don't want to. I don't want to you know, go too much into that direction because I really want to talk uh, about your experience with events. You were mentioning that you're going to be in Barcelona next week for a mobile work congress. But just very quickly, do you think? I mean, very quickly, because I know we can spend a lot of time talking about that. Do you think uh, the environment in Europe, especially in terms of regulation, uh, will be favorable for these, you know, uh, new initiatives to continue to develop themselves here? Yes, is the, the quick answer. I think that um, obviously Switzerland is trying to make some, yeah. some um, moves in that direction. I think doing pretty a good job with Crypto Valley out down in Zug. Um, uh, even places like Malta are moving on at Gibraltar have got different angles. And then, you know, frankly, London, I think uh, I'm pretty certain will ensure that it does not squander its fintech and financial services uh, edge. Um, uh, in embracing this space and actually I'm going to an event this evening which is a, a, a London mayor celebration of um, you know the international expansion of, of London and UK based companies in science museums which should be fun um, and um, so I'm sure, sure London will also focus on that and given Brexit and what, however that turns out um, I'm sure that, that both you know Paris Frankfurt Berlin will do what they they also mm-hmm. can and competitively um, across Europe and I, and I hope they do that Okay, you. So, why do you go to events like for this? Are you going there to find you know new entrepreneurs to um, meet people to co-invest with? What is your investment hypothesis with events, and how you select them, and why do you, do you go to, to these uh, gatherings? Sure. So, um, brief anecdote on uh, um, why to go to events. You know, as everything in life, there's always a tension, like. It's not about doing one thing only and not out of anything else. It's always a balance between the two things and judging where, where to strike that balance at one particular time. And when I was building my second company, I became incredibly focused on execution between about 2002 and 2004 five. And, you know, we made a lot of great progress, uh, but kind of a little bit in our own sort of goldfish bowl at that point in time. And I had a, the experience of kind of putting my head up and going and looking around um, at what was going on when I was starting to look at the investment and traveling to New York and traveling to San Francisco and so forth. And at that time, but also again, when I did it, when I sold the company in 2009, I was just so brutally struck uh, by how fast the move, the, 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 the world and the ecosystem can move uh, while you're not paying attention. And in ways that are material to your business, the way go to market works, what the typical economics are. Um, you know, what products are resonating with investors, what are not, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I think it's very important to strike the balance between being chained to your desk and having being aware of what's going on in the outside world. The second thing I'd say about events is that, um, and indeed trips when you're going out to try and meet people, is that you, you just have to bite the bullet on making a commitment going doing them. It is quite hard if not even impossible, to, to know in advance exactly what is going to come out of that trip. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try to be very methodical and go through the list and target people and get out there. 
whilst keeping some room for serendipity, um, but uh, and maybe organising an event so you don't you know you can have a broader set of people to come. But it's very hard to know. That it was actually something my father at some point in time sort of met, you know I mentioned to me. You just do not know how how that's going to work. And so um, I think you just have to the whole process of going to events, reaching out to people, going to them, coming back, wrapping up, following up. You just have to commit and go do it. And be comfortable with the fact that you don't know in advance. But when you look back in time, and I look at whether it be uh, how I joined Axel Partners or how I won my first customer for my first telecom software company, events were integral in both of those different uh, points of success and came from committing to go and you know, participate in them and be open to making those those connections. Uh, with Jim Breyer from Axel in one case and with uh, David Page, uh, from Cisco Systems, who helped me uh, win a Hong Kong Telecom as our first client in another case, for example. Um, so I think, that in summary, that's kind of how I, I think about it. What would be your main advice to entrepreneurs um, regarding events, based on your experience, but also based on how this uh, space is moving today? Um, so I guess I'd back up specifically from events and try and say that, look, you need to be you need to commit to them you need to do them in the right measure with the other things that you're you need to get done you need to be organized and try and meet people and be obviously open to serendipity that's all good but really the most important thing is you kind of want to have something interesting to say because you know you're going to meet people and you meet a lot of people meet a lot of people at these events and so you really want to come in with with some insight um something maybe it's controversial maybe i don't but 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 that's and so if that's not just about events that's actually about your your business plan and actually um in enterprise sales and selling software to big organizations for example there's a a concept of the challenge of sale and it has this kind of almost you know contradiction in it which is you, you know rather than going to see a customer and saying tell me what it is that you want you need to go in and to be taken credibly, you need to challenge their thinking. And so you want to have something interesting to say, an insight, a challenge to people. And, and I think being prepared with that is the most powerful way. Um, you hear me right now, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Um, you also organize yourself. Uh, I don't know if you're continuing to do that with Fabric, but that was the case with OpenOcean, uh, your own events. Like from a small gathering, like, you know, uh, uh, this uh, event that you're doing during Slush uh, in Helsinki, um, like Spoken, Spoken Night, right? Um, from your annual CEO Summit that will be uh, very soon in London, the, fifth, the 15th of March, if I'm correct. Yeah. Why do you do events? As an investor, what's the goal? What's the what's why? Why is it important? So, I think that um, you know, I don't know whether this would be something they would talk about at Virgin, which is I flashed earlier, is where where we were. Is that when you're building a business or um, you're building a a brand, um, you know what's key? You know that's signal to. Um, <clears throat> your customers, which is primarily the entrepreneurs, although secondarily the investors for our investors for a venture firm, 
you know, what's really crucial is that you, what underlies what you're building is an authenticity. And if you are gen, genuinely, you know, enthusiastic about a, a space and about the community of people who are trying to get things done in that space, then you need to genuinely and authentically contribute to that space. And so by, you know, having events, thinking hard about the content for those events and the characters who are going to be involved in those events and contributing in that way um, is, is genuinely contributing. And, and so, therefore, good things will come from that genuine contribution of, you know, connecting people in that way. <clears throat> and good things will come because hopefully you'll get in, invited to other events that, uh, at which you will connect with other, other people. Um, so I think it's about a genuine contribution to the community because, um, you know, you, you know, no man is an island and none of us, all of us are standing on the shoulders and whichever kind of, you know, quote or metaphor you want to use, um, you know, that, that is the way we are going to go and build uh, great companies and build great projects. Thank you. Uh, I believe it's a great way to wrap this and uh, wrap it up. Uh, and I really thank you very much for your time uh, today. Um, thank you also for joining us in this new episode of Tech Events Matter. The video will be available on Facebook and we will also soon publish the podcast of your interview. I see you next week in Barcelona. Yep. And I hope you have a good, uh, a great day and a great uh, event this evening. Yes, thank you. In the Science Museum. Play with the space rockets. Thanks, everybody. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.